and you know what? I admire you guys for you guys are football. You got balls. You're trying something off for size. Season 3, Episode 8 of the Anybody Can Do This Show. As always, I am joined by my good friend, Skater Rob, to my right and to my left for a second week in a row, back from the dead, back Eli, back. a.k.a. Fancy Brett. Gentlemen, how we doing? Doing good. Swell. Doing swell. Another beautiful night down here on uh, floor five of New the Year's. brew house. Um, drop it, New Year's Eve, actually. Yeah. See? Look at you. Podcast <laughs> magic. You're a god. You're just jumping right back in. It's Never New missing Year's. a beat. Yay. New Year's Eve. Uh, COVID New Year's Eve, probably, for someone like me who's not a big New Year's Eve fan, is like a perfect excuse to just... I haven't gone out in New Year's in, honestly, probably like six or seven years, but Damn. COVID New Year's, again, just chilling and What do you nothing. think of New Year's, Rob? I... Don't really care for it. I, I literally always get dragged out every year. Like, yeah, I'm never the type of dude. We should do this. We should do that. I always Shocker. get dragged out. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Uh, New Year's is my favorite holiday. Really? Yeah, that's yeah, actually yeah. surprising yeah. to hear from you. That's awesome. Because the, here's why: the, no, there's no other night that more people are just excited in general. Like the excitement's in the air. And then if you're single, it's sweet because people are like, you know, trying to there get a go. kiss at midnight. And then for me, I, I like actually try to do resolutions and stuff. Nice. I'm a big like clean slate guy. So, you know, all of those things combined... It's the best holiday. Uh, the best? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously, yeah, seriously. I, I, I respect it. it. I like it's it. A, it's like the most fun for me. Nice. Obviously, family ones are cool, but, right. you know. Yeah. No, it's nice, too. Again, I, it is a, I like the clean slate aspect. A good, Feels like, great. It'll t- turn the page uh, moment to do, or reason this to do it, This one in particular. This year in particular. Exactly. Well, yeah, everybody's yeah. pumped for I'm this I'm beating one. the yeah. cheeks of 2020 to be over, just like I hope or I think yeah. most people are, speaking, Yeah, speaking of beating the cheeks, uh, everybody, I brought some Jets pizza. And we are going, we need to get into it. I got to rush into it. I got to take over the host job because it's getting cold. We've been here. We had some technical difficulties. So it's going to affect the grade. Set this up a little bit. This yeah. was off. You just yeah, yeah. yeah right. I kind of just blindsided everybody. So I tried Jed's Pizza, which is on Banksville Road, okay, the other day. And I've I'm been going around, I've been here. going around, you know, I'm, I'm a Beatles fan. I'm a Fiori's fan. I'm an Aiello's fan. Um, a betas fan. I, I like, I, you know, those are my. You said you got a host. You said this is the, your favorite pizza, hands down, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, well, I'm just giving people my back. <laughs> I don't want them to think like Domino's is my favorite pizza. You know? Fair, fair. Like okay. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I had this Jets pizza, and I was like, this might be the best fucking pizza in Pittsburgh. And I, I listen, I don't want it to be that way. Like, I didn't ask. <laughs> I don't have any ties to Jets. I don't give a shit if they're the best pizza. Right. I had it, and I was like, this might be the best pizza. And so this is my second time having it, and I brought some slices. I've never it. tried it, so I don't think Skater Rob has either. Skater Rob did not wait for the go sign and just tried it live. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and try well, it. Well, while Nick's chewing, Rob, what yeah. are your what do you immediate think? reactions? All right, well, when I first... 
heard that it was a chain because first of all I've never heard of the pizza before in general then I found out that it was a chain and I did a Google search I looked at it it looked like it was an old like ice cream like fucking shop that went out of business or something I don't know but right away like a chain has to be a no-go for me uh, as far as best pizza out but I don't did judge just a book try by it. its cover, dude. I don't know. It's, this it's, isn't it's terrible. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's like um, I think they call it like a Sicilian style exactly, or like deep dude. dish style. Detroit, deep D- dish. Detroit yeah, is that the name? Well, Detroit. Detroit. Okay. This is bomb. This is bomb for sure. I'm not ready to call it my favorite it's, pizza in Pittsburgh, but it's I'm not definitely bad at it's all. Ten thousand times better than I thought it would be, dude. Because I've driven past this place. It's like tucked down there in Banksville, behind the paddle ball courts or whatever that is, like by the pool or whatever. Tucked back there, Jay Leno always goes there. It's like a famous story of him like ripping that late one night, like on the way to the airport, going out there. Dude, this reminds me of the pizza I had. My grandma in New York loves Sicilian pizza, dude. And this like is actually, this is to your point about. Uh, chain pizza skater Rob This is hands down The best it, And furthest from Chain pizza Chain pizza I think I've ever tried Yeah Yeah, yeah. For sure It's, it's fire dude I mean I am Consider me Flipped in terms of my opinion Not ready to say It's my favorite pizza In Pittsburgh But definitely A thousand times So beating the cheeks At Jets pizza Thousand percent Like mm-hmm. what about you Skater Rob Beat or beating those cheeks I'm beating the cheeks Yeah It's pretty good for Fucking chain shit dude It's uh, I'm blown away actually Fancy bread Shout out my boy Mikey Bags Who has one of the greatest Life quotes of all time Turning skeptics into believers. Yep. So yeah, just I mean, well, Jets. Thanks. Thank me later. Jets. Yeah, exactly. Jets. If you want to sponsor the boys for that little free, everybody pub right listen there. and you two are now <laughs> exactly probably going to be customers. Maybe we'll put. We should. I'm going to put a question about Jets Pizza on the questionnaire to see like if people have tried it or went out and tried it because of this, and then write back in and see what you said. Like so again, this is um, the furthest thing from Arby's. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. Oh yeah. All right. So um, I mean, we're like four or five minutes into this and. And we haven't even mentioned who our big guest is this week. So we mentioned a little bit Christmas special last week. Super pumped to have John Binley of Binley Hardware Company, uh, band, filmmaker, songwriter, kind of a whole bunch of different things. Uh, uh, lead of Binley Hardware Company, band, vocals, lead guitar, all that stuff. He's going to come on here and chat with us. He's been into the show, actually, for a long time. I know he's a big fan of uh, you and Andy and the videos that we were putting out. He said he loves Skater Rob jumping on here now. So oh, hyped yeah. to talk to him. But before that, obviously, we got to do questionnaire, counterpunch, and a little preview for uh, a little competition we're going to run here on the Anybody Can Do This show. So we talked about it a little bit last week. Uh, I think it was, I forget who wrote in, maybe Poopstain, saying they wanted more sports kind of talk things surrounded around the ACDT show. And we said, Poopstain, boy, do we have something for you. So we mentioned it a little bit last week, rocking the hat for it. Shout out the homie. Oh, excuse me. Yin's Chat. So Yin's Chat is this app that is affiliated with the Steelers right now that uh, I guess the best way to describe it is this kind of came out of COVID and uh, kind of out of the fact that people are quarantining and can't really get together, go to tailgates, go to live games, go to bars and stuff for games. So this is kind of like a combination pick them group chat and like Steelers centric Twitter feed that they'll like push like Steelers news and tweets and content and stuff to you all in this one 
group chat, essentially. And this group chat keeps a running tally. There's new trivia and questions every day, like kind of Monday through Friday. And then now, Saturday and Sunday, when there's NFL games, there's like a pick em aspect to it. So it'll have like, last night was a great example, Josh Allen. Is Josh Allen going to have over or under 285 yards? So we can have like up to five people in the group. If more than five people want to jump in, Eli, I know you said you were going to jump in. Skater Rob, you're going to jump in. We'll have people, anybody out there that want to jump in and do this questionnaire or uh, Yin's chat competition, excuse me, we're going to have a running competition all throughout the playoffs. So for the next whatever that is, five, six weeks, we're going to have as many groups as we can fill up with up to five people. If we have one, two, ten groups, that'd be fucking awesome. And then whoever has kind of the most points, I think at the end of the playoffs, jumps on here and runs like an anybody can do the segment. If they don't have a segment, we can do it just like a beat or beat those mm. cheeks. We'll just interview them and, and maybe they become like our, our Steeler correspondent for the season. You know what I mean? That like, would be sweet. They would obviously know the most about the team. On the line. Yeah. yeah, dude. And I think it, what I love about this app, I've been fucking around with it for like a month or two now, like however long it's been out. It's just like... That's the thing about it. Since it's in quarantine and like you can't go to like tailgates or whatever it is, it's awesome to like have something that's not just your normal group chat talking about the Steelers and stuff, dude. It's that competitive edge that we've seen a lot of like anybody's us with the golf, with the home run derby, whatever it is, like got to scratch that competitive edge a little bit. And oh, just like that yeah. community aspect, which is so hard to come about now with quarantine and, and all that shit. So yeah. uh, we do need cell phone numbers. I'm pretty sure maybe just email addresses. So I'm going to put on the questionnaire to see if you're interested. And then once those people kind of, we see where it is, we'll send out invites. We'll reach out via email. Maybe we'll start like a group text just to get the chain going and then so you got to invite yes but go download now you can download yin's chat and even if you don't want to do it with acdt you can start groups with your own friends like outside the acdt thing which i hope people will do like jump in the acdt group get hyped on it and then bring their friends in and start side groups which would be fucking awesome so uh but yeah so we have the browns game this week and then next week so let's look at that that would be like The competition would start like Saturday the 8th, right in there when those playoff games are. So make sure that you jump in. Next week, we'll have more information after we do the questionnaire about who wants to be in it and how you get invited and stuff. But until then, go in there, download the app, Yinch Chat. It's in the App Store. It's in iOS, Android, whatever you got. Go in there and download. And then once we figure out who wants to be in, I'll send out all the invites and we will get it rolling for the playoffs. Sound good? Fuck you guys yeah. hype? I'm doing it right now. I was going to say, Sick. who's going to come in second place? Because, like, I dominate in this. So, um, but no, it's going to be awesome. So, all right, we did the hot take of Jets Pizza. Let's do questionnaire, which was kind of quick this week. And then we'll jump in. We have four counter punches today, boys, which I am Ooh. super excited. About. I love counter so, punches. Yeah, I'm, I've started not listening to these ahead of time, too. I just listened to them live, which I think is way better with you guys. So, uh, uh, we'll get into those. But first, questionnaire. So, if you're not familiar with questionnaire, it's always posted in the link in the bio of our Instagram, which is Eli. At the anybody can do this show Exactly so make sure if you're not following us on Instagram You wake up take a cold shower Because you're sleepwalking through life Reassess all your life decisions go in there follow us And smash the questionnaire If you want to be featured on next week's show Also I've been meaning to say this We are recording Tuesday nights Around 7 o'clock I try and do the notes yeah, and yeah, compile Let them know, let exactly. them know. I, This is my fault so, I see those, those uh, men left behind I, that, Those emails EAC the he's got a <laughs> counterpunch we're going to listen to oh, 
we're going to play it. Though. But it was all for right. the Christmas yeah, yeah, special, yeah, yeah. but we're definitely going right. to play it. But yeah, so try, again, try and get all your stuff in by Monday, Tuesday morning so that we don't miss you for the show. But if we ever do, like in terms of a counterpunch questionnaire, we're really never going to go back to because kind of after a week they're over. But if you do a counterpunch, we'll always throw it on next week. But try and get all your shit in by Tuesday so you can be on the show. I hate missing people, but we do got to do some prep and just like uh, time, time is a factor. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, awesome. New kid on the block this week. You guys are going to love it. Uh, wouldn't you like to know fuck nuts? That's his name. That's the name. <laughs> <laughs> like a little, a little who's on first situation. How, what age do you think that person is? So glad that you I'm going to say that. 46. See, I <laughs> went with 17 because every answer was an extremely... Oh, well, you saw the other answers. Like, yeah, an extremely graphic sexual fantasy about uh, Mr. and Mrs. Claus. It was like uh, like one of the answers, like, what's your idea for anybody's segment? I don't know, but Santa needs to tap that or tape that huge dong to his leg. Like, it was like... I mean, it was like... <laughs> Like talking about like does does he use a condom with Mrs. Claus? Like and he was saying Mrs. Like, Santa. Andy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the erogenous zones. He's like, so. Yeah, I don't have much time to contribute. Then he <laughs> just does that. That's, that's what he does. Oh my god. So um, yeah, but like I said, we have a lot of counterpunch, so not too much from the questionnaire this week, other than uh, unanimous from the anybody's that Manners needs to invite us to the wedding and that we need to go and make some type of video at it. So obviously, if COVID passes. As we get the vaccine, everything goes back to normal. Worm, it wasn't us. It's the people are requiring that. Yeah. The anybody's are requiring, whether we get invited, which we definitely should, or you send us a little video maybe from the big day. Like, we need to be a part of the Manners, Mr. and Mrs. Manners big day. What do you feel about that, Skater Rob? You're new in the Manners game. But- hey, it's up to the anybody's, and uh, it sounds like they want to see it. Well, yeah, and I, maybe it's up to Mrs. Manners or future well, Mrs. Obviously. Manners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, as far yeah. as, like, yeah. Would you travel for Manners' wedding? Fuck yeah. Yeah, 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 dude, that would be fun. It would probably be in New York or something. Yeah, so. Even if we have to film it and I don't even have, you know, he doesn't even want to talk to me or whatever. Like, I will just be in the background. <laughs> we should go, we should, we should, so just hard work. we should just like work it. That's, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, uh, even if we did, we should like this. be like, like in the catering. Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> like, that would be sick. Little yeah. Undercover, cameras. undercover. Yeah. Oh, we, we undercover get to, like, he, then he doesn't have to bring it up to the missus, you know, he's not, yeah. he doesn't have to be like, these goofs are going to come to our wedding. He just secretly gets us to be like the um, booth or something. You, you are know. a genius. Yeah. <laughs> Manners, get at me And then, it's, and the then it's, a big, it's a big secret and we don't blow our cover the whole time. Dude, we're just like bartending the wedding. Dude, we I'm just sorry. absolutely are the hit, the smash of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Andy, Andy's over there like tossing liquor bottles over his shoulder. Rob's pouring three drinks in his mouth at the Yeah, same that's what time. we should do. We should just yeah. bartend the thing. <laughs> Whether he likes it or not, that's what we're doing. Yeah. Um, oh, and then man. really the only other thing... work for free. <laughs> yeah. For the likes. Yeah, if they the will views. get the tips and he isn't, you know, then he saves money on bartender exactly and the only other thing that really stood out was shout out the girl miss beans uh she was quote mind blown that santa didn't wrap presents for some kids so again i think we were 50 50 yeah like i said i but he never you know yeah mine were always wrapped doesn't but. have time for everybody i guess yeah. i guess i wasn't truly on 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 the nice list maybe just on that floater list you were you were unwrapped too right Skater yeah no right? it was, was, was 50 50 yeah yeah all right so let's get into counterpunch here and then we're going to call mr Bentley and, and really get into the meat of this interview so if you're not familiar counterpunch is the segment of the show where uh, you can either send in an email or you can jump on your phone and do a voice note and attach it to an email and send it to us at 
the ACDT show at gmail.com. Thank you. And again, counterpunch is really, if you hear something on the show, you're really feeling some type of way. Uh, maybe again, it blows your mind that Santa did or did not wrap presents for people, or, uh, you want to bring light to a brand new phenomenal pizza place that your good friends haven't tried before. Jump into counterpunch, send us an email or voice note, and we'll read them on the show for maybe the first time ever career high of ACDT four counterpunches and the first ever double counterpunch from Steel Gray. So two submissions. So her first one, which we'll do here. Little one, two. Exactly. The little, hey, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> so you don't even need to do the sound effects this week. So the first one is here. Steel Gray, uh, if you remember from last week, she tried to send in one about Reefer Madness, which was a response to two episodes ago, Rob, when we talked to Top Shelf Tom about uh, stoner movies, movies to watch while high, movies not to watch while high. Yes. I brought up uh, Reefer Madness, I believe, as a stoner movie. And uh, Steel Gray had some thoughts about that accidentally wrong recording, and here is uh, her thoughts on Reefer Madness. Just finished listening to this week's show, and I am dying the stoner movies. Um, I actually saw Reefer Madness freshman year of college with Stoke, my friends sure. after suitable pre-gaming, and this was during the second Nixon administration. Yeah. It was on a double bill with the other classic Sinister Harvest. You're killing me with this stuff. Steel Gray. Sinister Harvest. I'm assuming. I've never heard of that. You didn't look at it. That's no. gotta be. We, it's like the wheat. only reason it's Skater like Rob has been on this show is to like Google things on his computer, and I don't think he's Google. No, Eli's got you over here with the phone. You know, I'm just, I'm dogging you. You're, and you've become a comedic force on the mic, so don't think that you, you just should be Googling. But I'm assuming that's gotta be like a, like a, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, another Reefer Madness. Shockumentary, yeah. Another one, but it was shot in Egypt that documents uh, opium addiction. Interiors of drug dens are shown. Oh, I'm into that. Maybe we'll have to check that out. Give a little review. Top Shelf, if you're out there, maybe you could leave us a little counterpunch for next week. Maybe you could go out there, give us your professional opinion on, what was the name of it? Sinister Harvest? Yeah. Yeah, Shelf, give us your opinion on it and counterpunch Steel Gray's counterpunch. It ends in tragedy. Well, all right. Spoiler alert. Yeah, 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 yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, the next one, Steel Gray had, like I said, double counterpunch entitled COVID Christmas Excuse. So this sounds like a little uh, response or counterpunch, I should say, to Andy's PSA last week. So let's see what Steel Gray had to say about Christmas. Hey, I've got a comment on that COVID Christmas excuse thing. Uh, I agree a thousand percent that running all over Hell's Half Acres to visit people I may or may not want to see is no way to spend a holiday. But uh, I do want to offer Randy Andy some steel gray life advice. Randy. Embrace your inner curmudgeon and spend the holiday any way you want to with the people you want to, doing what you want to do. No apologies, no explanations, no excuses. Happy New Year. You're welcome. Yo, I got to say, behind uh, Mama Neighbor, Steel Gray sounds like potentially the second best mom in the entire world. Like, what? That's that's great. That was great advice. The one thing I will say is Andy for sure already did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she didn't need to tell him to do that. Yeah. Anybody, Andy's not somebody who needs to know that he can do anything he wants at any time, with, and it doesn't matter what other people think about it. <laughs> oh, no, but shout out Steel Gray. But no, that was great. That was funny. That was oh, good. man. What are, you, what are you thinking over there, Skater? No, she sounds very caring and uh, very. Uh, Free will. I don't know. She sounds like she used to smoke a lot of weed, but apparently she did not. 
I, I, we don't know. We don't know we either don't know. way. Again, yeah. okay. So maybe so. I, I mean, don't know. She, she said she's suitably like, pregame for Reefer Madness, which was in college. Yeah. Which again, yeah, who knows what the rest of her life looked like? But either way, I appreciate every counterpunch she has because I always feel enlightened afterwards, one way or the other. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right. So she's great. The third and penultimate counterpunch that we have for this week comes from the one and only OG E. AC. So, Skater Rob, this is going to be your first true interaction with EAC, huh? What are your thoughts going into this counterpunch entitled Life Church 18? Uh, what do you mean, my first? I don't, I don't get it. Life Church 18? Yeah, what is that? Like you're just, you seem intrigued, I, say, I yeah. would say, would be your yeah, first yeah. thought. I'm, I'm very interested. All right, let's see what EAC has to say about Life Church 18. Well, I don't see how anybody could ever doubt that there really is a Santa Claus. Especially if I've ever seen a little boy who just got his very first bike. Or if I've ever seen a little girl with her arms wrapped around her baby doll so tight. And both of them waking up mama and daddy way before daylight. And grandma and grandpa just looking young and loving life. Because they know that their grandkids are going to be all right. And mama and daddy, they'll be waiting up to answer old Santa's call. Because tonight, they're not worried about paying bills. No, they're just loving it all. I mean, that was beautiful. Did he write that? He had to. Is that him writing, saying that and recording that? That's him saying that for sure. And I would imagine that that was an original he's, poem from, from Mr. He's got, he's got good uh, audio quality. And yeah, the poem was amazing. The message was amazing. I mean, I think I might start reading that every Christmas Eve instead of like, Whatever that Oh Holy Night, Silent Night, what's that book you read? Yeah. Excuse me, I got the hiccups. I'm choking on the truth there because uh, <laughs> Twas the Night Before Christmas. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah, I was going to get there at some yeah, point. Twas the Night Before Christmas and all through the house, yeah, not a creature yeah, yeah. was stirring, not even a mass. I mean, that was, I, you know what? I will say um, it was beautiful. I was just sitting there waiting for a punchline. I was too, to be honest. <laughs> just yeah. a neat traditional EAC. Yeah. And then now as I talk about it, now though, like if there's one thing that EAC is not messing with, it's Christmas. Yeah. There's no laughter, there's no smiles to be had yeah. on Christmas. It's all business for him. Yeah. Yeah. So, and apparently, he is a red business. Again, no, 0 for 2 on getting that joke from either of you, which is the only reason you're here is to kind of just pump up my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Without any further, no. <laughs> All right, just uh, let's get into it, though. Um, I think that that's going to wrap it up for Counterpunch and Questionnaire for this week. Make sure to jump in and jump in for next week. And I think now it's only appropriate that we throw it to my good friend. And anyway, oh, can I say one thing about Bentley? You guys have just been, you and Andy both have just like <laughs> Sam Young pumped the shit out okay, of me. Okay, so do you, know, do you know when you go to a wedding and you sit across from somebody at a wedding and like, you, you know, you're obviously enjoying yourself? And then like, maybe this doesn't always happen, but the next day you're like, oh, I wonder if that was like that person. Like, we hit it off, I think. I don't know. I, was pretty <laughs> I think I have a new bromance. Uh, <laughs> Finley was, I did, I sat across from Finley at a wedding. Dude, it, when you told me <laughs> yeah. that and those stars aligned, because that was after we met. Like, we had known each other already at that point, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And, uh, dude, that's so awesome. And again, Finley uh, is a guy who I've grown up with since fucking third grade, man. And grade school together, separate high schools, but just always ran around kind of in the same clique and then just kind of 
have always uh, constantly run into each other and, and stayed in touch and stuff. So I'm excited to finally get him on here and talk to him about his journey a little bit. And then kind of like we do with all these guests, see what he thinks about the anybody can do this show and, and, and keep it rolling. What I really want to talk to him about is live events, which is I know me and you, Eli, and now Skater Rob that you're running with us. He's huge and put on a ton of his own live events that like he does from soup to nuts. Yeah, yeah, up, so. he does big stuff. Right. You should you should ask him, does he know I'm going to be on? Yeah. Okay. I think so. I was uh, going to say not. he doesn't know I'm here. You should be like, first and foremost, I want you to critique Eli's wedding demeanor. <laughs> oh, what that really and then do like that? turn the care to me and then I'll be like oh that's what you you know that's what you think I love it I love it I love it alright let's get into it let's get into yeah. it without any further ado I present to you John Binley All right, so like we said, I just have, I always put my hand up when I do this. Totally botched the first recording. Totally, I, we are we are a podcast of ownership here. If nothing, I put my hand up when I make a mistake. That's what makes me the greatest podcaster in the game, uh, greatest to ever do it. So, um, but no, we are joined, like we said right before this, with good friend, uh, founder, lead vocalist, lead guitar of Binley Hardware Company, John Binley, my good friend since third grade. We were just talking about, which we'll get to. So, John, how are you, my friend? Welcome to the Anybody Can Do This Show. I'm doing great, man. It's good to it's good to be here with you guys. I love the show. I'm I'm a huge fan. Um, I hope uh, I hope uh, everybody realizes what a gift it is that the anybody's are out here making it making it happen, uh, inspiring us every day. Dude, I love it. Well, I, we talked a little bit before. I just want to jump right back into the conversation we were in because, like, we talked about how just quick some you met Eli at a wedding. You yeah, uh, we can't have him say all those nice things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Again, I mean, yeah. the show has a time. What you know, a, bummer, a duration. That, that got, uh, but yeah, in short, he said that was the greatest wedding uh, guest of all time. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No. We had a great time. We hit it off. It was funny. We realized uh, we were watching a Steeler game while we were eating dinner uh, on our phone, streaming it, and uh, we both had figured out that we knew you, neighbor Nick, and so that was like we bonded and we hit it off. It was a fun time. Right. Yeah. And um, again, we just were really getting into kind of the meat of the conversation of John. You are someone who I've known since middle school, third grade. Uh, we met on on my visit before I even moved to Pittsburgh in in second grade in an epic swim class basketball situation, which is a story for another day, but just uh, kind of set the tone for our group of friends. I guess that's kind of where I want to start. Before we get into your creative history, again, you're everywhere, Pittsburgh, Nashville, all over the place. Like you, you've done everything from music to documentaries to live events, just we have so much to hit on. But like, I, I think I want to talk about that, which is something you were alluding to earlier is kind of how, how important the group of friends, like you grew up with, I grew up with just like the type of kids we grew up with and, and how that plays a formidable role into just like your personality I know for sure so oh man yeah it's everything I mean if you think about it like your your group of friends is really your first audience you know it's for it's sure where you're gonna you're gonna try out if you got some jokes or if you got like something creative that you want to do you might do creative stuff together but really when I think about the thread that has remained the same like uh I was always trying to make my friends laugh uh, or maybe impress them or whatever it was. If you're a teammate or a cutting up in math class, it's right. like uh, that kind of culture of, of, of like friendship and community is what I really seek in creative life. For sure. I am not someone who really enjoys uh, doing 
like solo performances very much. I really enjoy like whatever synthesis happens when you've got people in a room and you can like, um, it's a so creativity is like a very social thing to me. So I think it all starts, like you said, friendship and, you know, the circle that we had, like, it's wild. I mean, not to get too crazy into details and stuff, but I mean, you know, like I help, I've learned to play guitar in, you know, people's basements and, and all of a sudden our childhood of like, you know, playing guitar with like, Malcolm, who goes on to become this super famous dude, right? Right, exactly. And he yeah. talks about the places that we were, and like Crazy. all of a sudden, your childhood is like, right, put on and dude, a national I, spotlight, and you're a little weirded out by it. But that kind of thing is exactly what he did so well, which was kids saw that and they were like, "Yo, that, that's like me and my friends." And a thousand I think, percent, a thousand. I think percent. creating community around art is like a beautiful thing. And dude, I don't think it's like blowing smoke when I say that, like. And, and we talked about this a little bit on the recording that got lost. What I love about you is like Pittsburgh has, I feel like a lot of talent that was like Malcolm. You know what I mean? Again, he's head and shoulders above anybody to almost anybody to ever do it like anyway. But he is someone who is very vocal about the fact that he was a product of his environment and a product of his friend group and a product of Pittsburgh. And you are someone who was one of these creative people from such a young age that kind of did the thing where you like, all right, like I don't feel if Pittsburgh is necessarily the place when I can pop, which I think is a normal, like not even pop, but just grow creatively, I think is a better way to put it. Like, I think I need to go out to a place like Nashville, which is where I know you ended up going to do it. But then you were someone who quickly realized that we do have this huge collective of people in Pittsburgh that are doing a whole bunch of different things. And maybe it's time to start like making Pittsburgh more, more of the hub of those things and creating, creating a scene here. So I know that that's, that, that's just something that uh, Mac was always kind of talking about, like at the end of stuff too. And just like, I know it's just, you're someone who's into that. And then again, we come from like Wiz was, was from our neighborhood. And then again, not even these people who are popping, but just, I do feel like we have a bunch of people who ended up pursuing creative endeavors uh, way more, way more full-time than like this podcast you know what I mean but like people like you and and again photographers all different type of shit but it's just it's, it's something I've really been thinking about is just like that energy in Pittsburgh you know what I mean and I feel like Pittsburgh has this like uh moniker on it or or stigma of just like being stuck in the past which it definitely is in a lot of aspects but it's just like got this really exciting future with whether you want to call it the tech side with like Google and stuff coming in or even this like creative development before COVID or whatever that that like is just it's a really exciting energy so um but i guess we're getting really ahead in the story so we just sit from like grade school to to the pandemic but yeah so you were someone you were talking about like that started basically just like making those burnt cds that i remember right yeah yes. and, and then yeah. going from there and then I, what i remember from you is like when we got into high school and we kind of like split up to different schools, but we were always running in the same circles at the same part. Like yeah. you were big in the freestyle rap game, my friend. Let's not forget that. Like you had bars, you had bars. Like Eli is our resident rap champion here from our ACDT yeah. rap battle. No, no that was Eli. It was Andy. No, it was or Andy, excuse me. Um, but yeah, we uh, fancy ourselves some freestyle rappers here, but I know that's was, that was a constant at parties and, and get togethers was, was you on the mic. I have a so. really... I have a really embarrassing memory. Well, so yeah, it was a lot of freestyle rapping, you know, we're getting into different things in high school. And uh, I think yeah, <laughs> I have a very vivid memory of like, uh, like with Malcolm, like rapping and being like, there was like this competitive thing. And I remember in my head and it's an embarrassing memory because like <laughs> just 
knowing like what the stuff that he had in him. I have a very good memory of being like, man, I'm a better Better rapper. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, at the time, absolutely. I mean, dude, at the time, you may have been like <laughs> that. Like, you well, know, people get better at shit. It's like unbelievable. I'll tell you what. When I realized that it was like different, um, it, it was we went back to his basement, which uh, years before had been like a place where we'd play guitar, right? Play Weezer covers and shit. Oh, dude, had, dude had what you talk about, like pantyhose on the mic, the laptop <laughs> on the thing with the pop filter, right? And uh, we like did this track together. That's if anybody has the easy Mac, but my Mac it ain't easy. I'm on track three. Yeah, I, oh, say, I think it's yeah. on that piff, dude. Now that I think about oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll never forget, like I was getting stuck. Like I was getting stuck. And he was just like, say this, say that. Like he helped me write my verse. Like I'm not even going to lie. Like, and I just realized I was like, oh, this dude is like, he's yeah oh dude just, i don't even remember that you i've totally forgot that you were on you're that, on like, the first the mac fair, miller dude, before it was mac miller when it was like he said easy mac and my mac and ain't easy dude that 55 yeah, pit jersey i remember he had on in the cover dude oh are any of you guys on the bus easy mac yeah. on the cover yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> were you on the bus when in the like there's that freestyle rap video no but our boy shout I out i saw that video but that's that's who i think of when i like yeah when that, I think that's him that's him though yeah yeah shout out Benny Cohen, uh, who some people yeah. who listen might know, but yeah, and dude, and and yeah, so you are in high school. You got you got right. You got Malcolm doing his thing, and then that's what you, you're alluding to it now. You kind of picked up the guitar a little bit more. That's when I remember you really starting like playing like uh, Battle of the Bands. Is that even the right thing? Because like you said, you yeah, were never we really just you and the guitar up there. Like I don't, I don't ever remember that. I always remember you rocking with some semblance of other people, which is something that I've talked about on this podcast like uh, I, I can't do it by myself I have zero interest in it it's just the energy you get from like talks like this and yeah. stuff so yeah, yeah. but th- for me I remember you doing that like later in high school maybe if I'm like 15 16 something like that like yeah it was well, definitely one of those things where it's like you found like I didn't really care about school I didn't care about um you know <laughs> a lot of other things I should have and I was just kind of uh like I had some vision in my head of like becoming something with music i don't know for sure it's uh dude um, i'll give you that like i hate to cut you off but like yeah you 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 were self-aware at a young age you know what i mean like and that's i feel like is a huge um step up in life you know what i mean like you and something i talked to eli about what i really like about eli and skater rob is like uh you you don't get caught up in the story that everybody that you think you need to live you know what i mean like you knew that school wasn't for you but that didn't mean that you couldn't be successful in other aspects as long as you put your energy into other stuff did it take you maybe a few bumps down the road to find where that energy was well spent and not for sure did that institute in some legendary social situations that i was blessed enough to be a part of for sure did um and i always and i always think that party planning could have been your your true calling but uh oh, yeah i think you're i think you're using your powers for a little bit more good the than the kind of like a party exactly you the dude talk. well that's yeah. what that's one of the main things I want to get into um but like um yeah dude you always you, you were okay knowing that you were off the beaten path for lack of a better term I, I, I don't want to like kind of put you in a box but like you definitely no, I, yeah so I appreciate that I think um yeah I you know I had a, a really you know my mom is the greatest and was really supportive of like whatever I was doing and so Shout I out think Suze. she had an element of, of faith that I think when you have that as a young kid you're able to like branch branch out and tr- 
take risks and whatever it is. I don't know. A big, big thing though, is like, you know, you act out for attention in school. And if you want to hear something really crazy to mess you up, I don't know if you knew this, but my day job right now is I'm a teacher, bro. Yep. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 John is molding minds how, as he should. As how he, do you approach the students that act out? Oh, those are my favorite kids, man. Because I see a lot of like my, you relate like to myself, them. whatever, like disinterested thing. Like sometimes you're acting out out of insecurity or there's stuff going on at home. And I just feel like I'm, I'm able to like really catch that in a way that is, uh, instinctual, um, and just try to speak to that and put kids in their lane and also just acknowledge like that some of the stuff that we have to learn is, is dumb. Um, <laughs> like some things you have to do in life are dumb but you got to do them right like yeah, yeah right and exactly. what a beautiful lesson that is right you mm-hmm. know to just be like uh to recognize that not everything is supposed to be fun and cool all the time right right yeah. so, dude i yeah. mean there's a lot of uh stock to be put in the fact of like putting in the sweat equity or like paying the rent every day for lack of a better yeah. term like uh eli and andy always bust my balls about using like old school east end crusader coach gold camp lines <laughs> like mm. just like just like terrible not terrible they're amazing they're just like so they're corny for a reason they're always around but it's like you success isn't bought it's rented and you got to pay the rent every, every day freaking day dude. <laughs> like every yeah. day but like yeah Hell no yeah. embrace the suck right the rain makes the sun better like all that type of stuff like i think that was a big thing about quarantine too right like this is a whole tangent was like quarantine it was really easy to just like uh i think we might have talked about this on mic just like kind of like succumb to all your just vices pleasures whatever you want to do it just like was an easy excuse to be like oh i've always wanted to just be able to do nothing and at least for me very quickly it was like doing nothing sucks like, like oh, it's, just, it's just such short-term satisfaction if you even want to call it that you know what i mean and yeah. like i think that's why a lot of us like i mean at least on this conversation right here are interested in like building these bigger things and working on these like like bigger goals so yeah john so you're, you're in high school and i guess you were someone who uh as you got a little bit older got more interested in your creative stuff you ended up in nashville actually right so yeah. uh like can you kind of go into a little bit of how you got to from pittsburgh to nashville yeah i finished uh i was an english major like writing at duquesne so it wasn't and it graduated what three years after the recession so there weren't exactly a lot of thrilling job offers uh for some, <laughs> with a liberal arts degree a bo- uh, you're talking to a psychology major so yeah. <laughs> i graduated the same year you did so not, i i understand yeah. the the lack of interest in you in you yeah. or me yeah so but luckily um, i wasn't you know the feeling was mutual i wanted to um get out of town and, and go to Nashville. It's this place, particularly for the the genre or the style of music that I really was falling in love with at the time. Like um, it's a songwriter's town. It's an entertainment town. And I linked up with this band that had a few ties to Pittsburgh and they were like, Hey, we need a guy that can do this, this, and this. And I was like, I, I know how to do some of those things. I'll figure it out when <laughs> yeah, I get there. Yeah. I'll lie about oh. the rest of them and figure it out along the way. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so the next thing I knew I was, I was there, um, living and um got to do like a little bit of touring and yeah Nashville's a great town it's um it's similar in size to Pittsburgh but it's a very different feel and I think getting back to what you were saying before I struggled a lot with um you know Pittsburgh is an unpretentious town and if you come at come at people with in a way that maybe they can sense is like maybe not totally authentic like Yinzers are going to sniff that out. Shut and that shit down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so right, true. Yeah. Which sometimes hurts us. You know, sometimes we are closed minded here, but I think creatively, 
uh, Yinzers are a better audience, man. They can sniff out authenticity. And uh, I struggled to find uh, my my niche in, in Nashville. I felt very, um, very much like I belonged to another era. Maybe if I moved there in the 70s or something where it was yeah. more of a songwriter town or something would have been better. I wouldn't have traded the experience, though, man, because it it allowed me to come back home and fall back in love with Pittsburgh. So. Right. And so that that's interesting that, again, I'd be interested to talk to you as you were leaving Nashville to see if you had that same perspective. But it's it's commendable to be able to kind of be no, able to dude, digest it like that. How long how long were you there? Uh, three years, two and a half. That's three a long years. stand. That's a good stand. So I guess how, what, okay. what would you consider? I, I want to ask this and I'm going to kind of put you on the spot like while in Nashville. And this might not even be over your entire yeah. creative career. What would you say was like the biggest flop misstep or like what the fuck am I doing moment that you had that like was really like like a down point? And like, why? Why didn't you? Why didn't you just like feel sorry for yourself for lack of a better oh, man, term? I, I, I was trying to do it all right. I had this weird streak of like. Uh, I could have lived in this place like for free with a bunch of people, but I was like, no, I want to get my own place. Right. Right. And then I'm like, and then that means I got to get a, a job. So I got a job at a Mexican restaurant and I was like, well, I got to have my own money to have my own place. Then I was, I got involved with a girl and we, and I was like, well, she's got to live with me too. And right. then all, yeah. of, all of a sudden I have like four roommates and a girlfriend and it's like, and my girlfriend was like, well, we're in Nashville because of you. Like this is what, and I found myself like, not doing what I went there to do. Right. It was like, I was just like, I could work at a restaurant in Pittsburgh. I don't, I don't need. Right. To, yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, and I, and you know, I, it was at an age too, where I think a lot of people just struggle in general. I lost a close friend, um, to, to suicide. And, and it was just like dark days of like, who am I? What did I come down here for? I think the biggest thing was I didn't define my expectations. It was like, I'm going to go there and, I don't know. I'll end up on a billboard or something. And then to bring it back, it's like, then I'm hearing I'm Malcolm's on TV. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I think it's like, wait yeah. a minute. Like I, I thought I had to leave to do this. That like, was supposed to be me, bro. Yeah. Be me. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely uh, had like a, a bit of a, just sort of a bitterness about like, what does creativity mean to me? Is that a job? Is that like, is that something I want to be my job? Is that, what am I in it for? Right. Do I want to be, do I want to be famous? Is that like what I want? And asking those questions um, and trying to like be independent post-college was a, was a tough, tough time. And you're 500 miles from home. Right. I got robbed at gunpoint. <laughs> yeah, pick a low point, dude. Bar. Like which low point you want. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I guess, would you say that you were coming back to Pittsburgh then like uh, defeated or inspired to come back to Pittsburgh at that time? Oh, coming back to Pittsburgh, tail between my legs, no question. Yeah. No question. And then, yeah. so what What do you think kind of, can you point to one thing that, like, did you have, so your band right now, Binley Hardware Company, is that something that you had when you came back to Pittsburgh right from Nashville? I didn't know anything about uh, the hardware company. I started, uh, like any good 
narcissistic artist. I was Googling myself. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Love you it. You ever Google yourself? Come on. Uh, yeah, uh, you dude, I honestly, I used to do it in the Facebook days. I probably haven't done it in like five years now that you yeah. say that. I need I need to do it. I remember I was doing it when to uh, essentially auto scrub myself from the internet, but yeah. that never really worked. Like, so I wanted to know, like, maybe there was a, maybe somebody reviewed my album out there. For you sure. Know, no, dude, I think that's totally 100% normal. Yeah. I look at Anchor way more than I should. So, yeah. I started, <laughs> yeah. I started finding, I started seeing all this stuff about John Binley Hardware Company, Hardware Company, this, that. I'm like, better call my mom or call my grandma, ask about this. They, and they're like, yeah, they didn't really know much. And uh, I was just struck by what I was seeing is like, oh, that's really cool. Like, nope. Why didn't anybody tell me about this? This is, this is like really interesting. And it started to give me like, uh, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Like I am Pittsburgh. I'm supposed to be here. Like, this is who I am. Like, why would I run away from that? Um, let's dig deeper. And, yeah. and we're going to kind of get into this. So, so yeah, that's the Binley hardware company is your family history as well as your, the current name of your band. So I guess how, yeah. how did you end up, uh, marrying those two, I guess. I was just like, you know, I've always, I've never had a good band name. (laughs) Shitty bands. Let's hear a few of them. Let's hear a few of the names. Uh, Bear Cub. I knew that one. I like that Uh, one, actually. uh, So, yeah. uh, One of my bands in high school, The Drawback. Terrible name. That was, Uh, dude, that was, uh, that's the first pressed song I remember having from you is under The Drawback name, dude. Destroy that if you have that. (laughs) I would love to. I have, like, every now and then my parents will go through as they're downsizing from their house. I found, they recently found, like, the original Prince of the City Burn CD I bought in the lunchroom, like, a couple other ones. Like, if I find, if I come across The Drawback, I'm going to go nuts that would probably be on an old ipod actually but that's a terrible band name valedictorian i like that actually i was yeah. trying to find i'm on that piff i wanted to see what was the track because i need to hear the track, it track yeah the track is called hey you is it on there live, live look there's a but my mac and ain't easy mixtape i think that might be the oldest one though I have the MP3. I'll send it. I'll send it. We'll end the show with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, That'll be the the outro song. A thousand percent. Let me let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. I have never dropped that publicly. Oh my god! Breaking news on the ACDT show. I'm gonna give this to you guys to let you premiere because that's oh wait, then you have to send it. You have to like release it to like. Yeah, we, this is huge. I mean, it would like the internet would pick it up and be like, this is an unheard song. Absolutely. We're going to have to come up with a social media campaign for this. This is a thousand percent. This is. Send it to small blogs. Small blogs. Yes. Oh my God. I didn't know that you've never, I figured that that would have come out in, in, in some conversation along, along your life. Like I've sent it to people. They're like, Hey, check this out. Isn't that cool? Right. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Of course. Sick flex. I never wanted to feel like I was like. I don't know, clout chasing or something like no. that. Like, yeah, but at the, I, yeah, but dude, I know anyone, what you mean anyone who knows you uh, truly knows you would know that that's impossible for that to ever be the case based, yeah. based on, on your relationship and how you guys came up together. But yeah, man. So you, I guess that there's a, you mentioned it before. One thing I wanted to definitely talk about was the honky tonks, dude. So you have Binley hardware company, the band. Now we, we have the, the documentary too, that just came out that I want to talk about. But one thing that I love about you, dude, is, is your honky tonks and 
your your passion for kind of creating these live events. So uh, anyone, uh, uh, one thing that I love about you is not only do you have passion for creating live events, but you also have passion for critiquing other people in the city who put on live <laughs> events, especially on social media. Um, dude, I, so I don't know. If, I thought that that's, I, I love you on Twitter, dude. You, I love when you go in on, on your boy. And then I also get so mad when you were going off about turkey bowls and people being past their prime because this is the first year <laughs> I haven't played in the turkey bowl. But like, if you don't follow my man on Twitter, but like, yeah. So you started these honky tonks, man. And, and why don't Whoa, you, let me stop you. Yes. I, 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 didn't, I didn't want to. I don't want to. I was, I was just going to push the button and go. So go ahead. Push yeah. The button and go. yeah. I got no, I got no tattoos, right? Yep. If the if I get a tattoo, yep. first tattoo is gonna be fuck Dresky Entertainment on, the, on my chest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we obviously need. The, I need the story. Yeah, because the man is. So if you're not familiar, Dresky Entertainment is kind of a local. I don't even. Yeah. Wait. Let him. Yeah. yeah, let yeah him, let, I want to hear. It. He's I getting mean, the tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not getting. It. I'll give it to you. Yeah. Yeah. I get my chest wax on live. I don't get tattoos yeah. live. So yeah. Yeah. Taco yeah. me right yeah, here. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so. No. Taco I mean, me. for real. Honestly, they're not even. Worth like wasting airtime on a, on your show, like, but I'll just say this: like, and it, again, it comes back to authenticity. Like, if you're not a real, if you're not really about like supporting Pittsburgh and lifting that up, then fuck you. Right. <laughs> you know? And and we don't yeah. even have to get into like that thing as much as. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It's got to be at least a little inspiration behind your honky tonk stuff and why you wanted to start doing your own stuff. Oh yeah, to put on an event that is just like killing it and is completely 100 percent like artists to people like there's no middleman there's no like we get the we get the spot we open the door the people come they pay some money we break bread we you know we get money to to causes sometimes like we do i mean we're not changing the world but like that's really how it's supposed to be it's not it's crazy to think about it now i mean i haven't been on a stage in nine months but like right that's um, gotta be crazy for you but yeah hopefully when we get back to it if that can continue because that's that's really what artists need is less less middlemaning, less no schemers, man. Right. You so know? Skater Rob and Eli have never been lucky enough to go to a honky tonk. So for them and maybe some other people listening, why don't you describe a little bit for people what that is in terms of what you're currently putting on before COVID, obviously. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's basically um, me and like uh, a rotating cast of of some local musicians. We sort of form this like super band and we play like all the old country hits we we have some fun we have some sometimes a touring act will come and play like intermission um but really the the key to it is the dancing and like we sort of connected with this crowd i I don't know how would you describe the crowd it's sort of like it's like it's all age dude dude. i would never think that there would be like it's like updated line dancing you know what i mean it's like it's weird to call it line dancing because everybody's kind of doing their own thing at points i feel like it's very little organization dude but it's just an awesome event of people just it's exactly what you said john like everybody you know the reason that everybody is there is just like genuinely have a good time there's no band up there who's out there with their number one goal trying to get discovered there's no person there who's like number one goal is to be something that's like not genuine other than just enjoying the music and supporting the cause and i think that's the number one thing that i take about that is just the the support for the fact that it happens like arguably number one uh john binley fan in the world big lou camerlingo uh hey that's my man yeah it's just like my dad is a honky tonk staple 
people and just like it's always at a place that especially now that I'm thinking back on it with COVID man like these Elks Lodges in place that got to be hurting even double hard than than restaurants and stuff like it's always strong drinks for super cheap and like like it's just like a great time of just what's not the like yeah. it, it's a jam session dude and it's just like you happen to be at like a live jam session some people are dancing some people are chilling and it's all just a a vibe of putting yourself out there and having a good time which is similar to kind of what yeah. we're doing we're doing on here so how many of those it comes you- back to, it comes back to what i want and i think when i was younger i thought that like oh to get what i want it's like you get off stage right and you're looking for somebody to be like great set you're looking for like hey i'm the a and r guy from whatever like you're looking for like something to happen after you do the thing and yes, somewhere around like the time i moved home from pittsburgh i was like oh like if I don't have the most fun while I'm doing the thing, then I'm doing it wrong. Right. So like once I focused on having the most fun I could doing it, and if it wasn't fun, stop doing it. Things just started to click for me, man. Like people started to care, which is ironic. Like the moment I stopped caring about people caring is when I started to have a fault, like a humble following. No, no, dude. And that's like, you literally perfect segue is like, I don't want people to get it fucked up. Like you are a very, like you're accredited dude. Like you definitely like in our little small world of ACDT by far the, the most, uh, successful guests that we've had in terms of like commercial success and following and stuff outside of maybe Eli and his artwork. Um, and Andy getting published, uh, at least once, twice, once, but, um, Dude, and where is Andy? By the way, I'm a huge fan of Andy. Dude, so I don't. You must have not listened last week. We were somehow able to throw Eli and Andy. First of all, took a little step back on season three to work on some other creative stuff that they're both doing. We were blessed enough to get Eli. He could not miss your interview tonight, so definitely wanted to be on. Had to be here. uh, We got Andy last week for a Christmas special, man. But Andy is uh, in the mountains somewhere uh, of the suburbs, like just trying to figure it out, man. We I think we talked about this before, but we got to tell Andy to get me some daddy's clothes. I need to say that again. Oh, yes, you're right. We got that cut off. So that's, again, we did get cut off that we talked a lot about before. Unfortunately, when my fat finger didn't hit record about, again, we alluded to your mom a little bit, your grandma, like you're a new dad right now. Like we were talking about how important friends are to your development, but I know you're also someone who's very vocal about like without your family. That was like another attraction, not only why you came back to Pittsburgh, but like of who you are now as like a creative as well. So, um, but yeah, man, like, uh, I guess I'm interested interested in like i was saying another thing i wanted to talk about was there's a documentary there's a documentary one thing i, I want to get to before that ahead. though is uh you and Eli, I guess, I think could have not not an interesting conversation, but you two are definitely the two people on the pod that we've had. We mentioned that you were a teacher, John, but like that uh, you two definitely are a little bit put more hours into the creative endeavor than me and Skater Rob, right? And this conversation about. Uh, balance, right? John, I feel like that's like a big theme that we've been kind of talking about. Balance of time, balance of passion versus what you actually think you you want to succeed and just like, from maybe your two's point of view, like, what is your, your whole view on just this creative process in general from people who I, I don't want to call it professional. I, I do want to call it professional. You know what I mean? Like that's well, what you, yeah, I mean, you we both try to do it. Exactly. You're putting all your eggs in the basket. And are right? trying. Like, it's admirable that, that you guys yeah. put all your eggs in the basket. So just it's it's curious about you're both at, I would say, different parts of your journey, but similar parts and just like what your overall like summary of, of this journey would be today in December 20, <laughs> the, the New Year's Eve, whatever it is like that's coming. Why don't you, you lead it off? 
you lead it off. All right. Um, yeah, I guess I, uh, like I said, I thought that I wanted to be famous or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that, uh, that was like something that I strive towards. And as I was like looking at that and striving towards that goal, some other people like jump on with you, right? You start collaborating with people or you meet like-minded artists. Um, and I started realizing that I wouldn't trade any of those relationships for like whatever this concept of, of fame is, because uh, I, I don't know who said this first, but like to be famous is to like never be able to make a first impression ever again. Uh, Interesting. Because, yeah. because you, you, you lose that. And I think there's a lot of isolation there and I don't think I would deal well with that. So I thank God every day that I didn't get what I wanted when I was 22 or 23, because I don't think I am wired that way. I don't think I would have done well. Um, I think it becomes then about like, how do I live a life that is, is meaningful and um, that, you know, I, I'm able to make a living and do what I like to do, but really those relationships are invaluable, man. Um, so I hope that answers the question. I feel like a thousand percent yeah. because like what you're kind of alluding to is like fulfillment versus success, which is kind of how the beginning of season three definitely started. Like we had like a meeting of the minds, which was like a, not really like a segment show, which was just really like a, like this, I would say like a, just a open and honest conversation that, uh, about the state of the pod and, and long story short, just that success versus fulfillment, which I think a lot of people get confused, which is easy, especially now with like everything in your face all the time and social media and all this stuff. It's easy. It's it, you can't blame people for getting confused. You know what I mean. And uh, yeah. but but to just have those two uh, to be able to separate those two whenever you're able to do that in your life as early as you guys have been able to do it or if somebody's able to do it in 15 years from now, I think that that's important. So yeah, I don't want to put you on the spot. It was just something that like no no. I mean I feel similarly, but I I think that you know I well I agree, John. I agree a gazillion percent on like if I got the fame, whatever you want to call it, fame, when I was an a young idiot who thought that was cool, I would have got destroyed. I would have self-destructed in a matter of seconds. (laughs) Like it would have been over. I had nothing, uh, no mechanisms to deal with that kind of stuff. Um, As far as like thinking that uh, having like a huge following, I guess for me still, I still see that as something I want, but I don't want it from van. Like, I don't want to be famous. Right. I don't like, I'm not like, I want to be a famous person, but I do still want, I mean, with the work I'm working on now, it's like pretty inspirational in a way you could say it's like all positive material and just like positive stuff. So I do in that sense, like since that's what I'm working on, I'm like, I want that to hit as many heads as possible. You know oh, what I sure. mean? I want it to I like want nuke, it you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that doesn't go away, but I think what you're saying is um, something, it's wisdom that comes from doing that as a like serious career, you know? It's wisdom that you gain. Like you said, it's about experiencing it and enjoying it. Like you can't get caught up about what the outcome is and then for me i don't know how you feel when you make songs but i'll make a piece that means the world to me 
while I'm doing it. And then I would just hang on my wall and I'm like, all right, what's it like? And then I go freak, like get completely, you know, overtaken by the next project. And like the thing yeah. that mattered so much seconds ago is relatively meaningless. Oh, it's me. old news. You're yeah. like, yeah. 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 And I think that's the sign. I think the day that you finish something, Eli, or I finish a song and it's like, oh yeah, that's it. You're probably going to, that probably means you're done. And sometimes the fire goes out and it, you know, it's like, I feel like that striving and that being like, oh man, I, I respect that. I'll put that on my wall. I, I dig that. But like, it's this next one, man. If I could just get this next thing going. Right, right. Uh, yeah. You know? And Rob, you, that, you, I mean, you've done a ton of creative stuff as well. Like you run the brand and everything. How do you feel about the whole journey and things um, of that nature? Well, one of the best pieces of advice I've ever heard coming from an artist and talking about their uh, following or their audience is uh, they say rather than to please your audience or please your following, try and serve your following or serve your audience. Sort of like you're you're giving them um, something that they want or they need rather than trying to do whatever you want to do and revolve around what you think is cool and putting it out there and hoping that people will like it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So... I've been thinking about a lot about that lately and I think it's been helping me try and move forward and keep going and I don't know, stay and, busy. And correct me if I'm wrong, I think you mean serving types of like 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 making people happy in terms of like giving them like the physical and actual content that they want, right? Like correct um, maybe maybe I misunderstood, but like it, it's it's sort of uh yeah, it's kind of hard to explain, but I guess what I mean by serving is like um, trying to get them to interact more or trying to yes. get them to uh, be into your stuff rather than. So here's creating a community. Would you, versus yeah, I was going to say it's almost like you're, I, I feel like you're trying to say, using, don't stand there and go, look at me, look at me. Have it like a, 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 a two-way street sort of yeah, idea. A better way is like One instead thing, of using your audience or using uh, your uh, following, serve them. Love that. Yes. Instead of using, maybe I had the words wrong or whatever. Yeah, no. but instead no, of using sense. them, serve them. For sure. But, yeah. John, sorry, what were you saying about that? Yeah. Uh, one thing we I, we say a lot, like on, on stage or like in the studio, is like serve the song. You got to serve the song, right? Um, right. Like you could do. I've been in the studio. It's like, yeah, you could do like a face melting guitar solo here, um, right? Does, <laughs> is that going to serve the song? Right? right. Yeah. I think about like what Eli just said, like the look at me thing. Like, I think there are two kinds of performers. There is the performer, like, and some people. You know, a virtuoso that's going to be like, mm, and you sit there as an audience member and you're like, wow, that's crazy. I can't do that. Right. That's like, that's almost bordering on like athleticism. Right. You're like, oh, this is the LeBron James of guitar doing a solo, but which is a wonderful thing. And few people have that level of talent, uh, but it's a totally different thing to like call someone into an experience and be like, you're, you're a part of this. Right. I feel like there, 
that's an exclusive thing when you're like that dude's mesmerizing wow i'm gonna stand there with my mouth open right it's another thing to like lose yourself in a song right which is yes right is that that serving thing i feel like or, or, maybe or lose yourself in, in the moment of being with other people who are enjoying that song right, right. and that that right. is my, at least my number one goal for the pod at the moment and is it such on a smaller scale than like fancy bread or or, or your band john is is creating that community that's something that eli and i talk about and rob and i talk about it's just like i just truly believe we truly believe that like if you create this this community of just all these people who like really don't give a fuck about being famous or success or like people really liking it or whatever and just like putting stuff out there to like make people happy or bring people together is even a better term than like make people happy like that would be like the ultimate success of this and where every week like we could jump off between doing an interview with someone like you John to having a segment next week with somebody who just started to listen to the show three weeks ago who was like I have to jump on and do this and like that's what we always Love say it, yeah. is just if you have the passion if you got it nailed down and you want to put it out there this is the platform to do it and, and I just think excuse me that's that's the best way to do it right now is to just try and keep growing that community. COVID sucks because I think like live events would be awesome. Like if we got anybody's to come out to like a honky tonk as a meetup dude, or like, oh, like we yeah. just did like a, like even like a pod from like talking to everybody who's involved in a honky tonk, like, or like, yeah, I don't know, we'll a do live it, pod we'll, there we'll or something it. crazy. Like I just, I think it would just be creating that community, especially once lockdown is over and the year that we've had with things that have torn our kind of communities apart way outside of quarantine and stuff. I think that's just going to be so crucial and and i also think things that people are going to be yearning for and wanting is like that that creation that that community aspect again because it's like that's something that i really the do the any i don't mean to interrupt but like i just i'm just the vision just is it hit me it's like if you have the anybody's you have like an army of like it can only be 20 25 people i mean if that's an army i i see it you know like the um sardines in spongebob where they like come flying yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's like yeah. the anybody's dude right. and like you can you can be like hey we'll bring the anybody's the the honky tonk and the honky tonk will be the littest honky tonk <laughs> of that's the true. year because if you that's had true. like 25 30 people army you're adding that on to anything that's going on in pittsburgh other than like a big ass thing like right. a Steeler because game or something, the ten, the ten, that's going to make a difference. People ten, are going to go, "Who's that?" And it's going to be the anybody's because the anybody's <laughs> are all in it for the right reasons, dude. Yeah. The people who jump in on the questionnaire and want to come on here, the Miss Beans of the world, the Steel Grays, the the yeah, and names, the like, culture the will be insane. Like, and they're all in it for the right reasons. So, like, give me ten of those people before you give me a hundred people trying to be famous. Like, it's that age old corny right. saying, "Any day of the week, dude." Like, like any day of the week. So, um, I just yeah, I could I see. I wanted it. to ask you about so like I was talking about the this idea of like creativity being like a social experience for me yeah um and like you know i do write sometimes by myself and then bring something to but i feel like the motivation for me is always the bringing to the group or the band and that's who i want to impress but sometimes i really envy like the self-determination that comes with like working on a visual thing where it's like you start it if you don't work on it tomorrow it's not getting done if you don't work on it the next day it's not getting done but what's like the flip side of that? Because like I envy the self determination, but you know, um, with so with the social thing, it's like if people aren't cooperating, I'm like, damn, I wish I could just do this all myself. Yeah. But it doesn't work though. Yeah, I think it's just um, I'm such a dickhead. I'm willing to pay the price of having. <laughs> <laughs> ding ding. Like like when I'm doing stuff, dude, I just I'm picky with the way I see stuff, and uh, I like I love collaborating. Don't get me wrong, but it's just. Um, I, I, it, 
I think so much of this stuff is sort of stuff you can't even control in a way. Like oh, yeah. the stuff that I that comes out of me, I don't put it there. You know, I'm just I'm just like it's coming through me, and so much, and it's just happens to be me doing it myself you know but i do when i yeah. like i we used to make rap music back in the day we had little rap crews and um uh, like some awesome did. stuff like i love that stuff i i honestly i think i do i do think there's a level of also that i do it for like it pays my rent and stuff the visual art so i kind of don't it just sucks that it's it, it, there is that level of like specificity or however the fuck you'd say that is um, yeah. I, I need it to I, I can't mess around with it as much as I would like to sort of say uh, yeah. um, but if I was like making music or something now I would honestly be like whatever let's just I don't care what happens you know I'd, yeah. I'd be way more like rolling with the punches and like flexible but yeah as well, far as the digital work, stuff well, yeah, thanks, I'm a big fan. yeah thanks I need to hear about this documentary you guys yeah so documentary. we need to get into the documentary because I, I didn't know about this yeah so so John why don't you I, I think again you're on this show for a reason so why don't you kind of line up for the people what came out on, on QED QED right in October yeah. That, yeah yeah so yeah uh, came out on QED uh, yeah dog what no joke come Ooh, on okay. Thursday night premiere alright I'm strapped yeah. in Let's yeah, go. yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I'll send you, um, if you ever want to watch it too, I'll send you like a link to like a private screener. Because um, it did, it debuted on oh, okay. TV this fall, and we're going to go to um, submit for like a bunch of film festivals and then eventually like drop it on like Amazon or whatever. Hell yeah, um, what's it about? On and um, But dude, it, it was supposed to be like a five minute video about like, hey, here's how we got our band name. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And then I just kept finding out more and more stuff. And I had to be like, oh, no I got that in there. Um, and eventually, this the director, Jamie Wright, um, wanted to kill me because I'm like, we got to tell this story. Yeah. And. <laughs> Dude, it took five years. So that, that no was one of my way. I, I could tell I was actually talking to people today about this. Like I could tell that it took at least like three, four, five years. Just like I mean your hair, your face, like I yeah. could tell that like you you had changed in it, you know what I mean? And just like like uh and then obviously I remember from some readings and stuff, like when the Mervis article came out that you had mentioned that um it started out as a five minute promo video. And, and so how did you originally get linked up with this Jamie White dude? Because like not only is your story amazing but like his you can tell like he, he he's really good with like the editing and the storytelling was awesome from him end. so oh yeah man i mean we sat in editing rooms together we didn't have like a uh, a clear we didn't know what the hell we were doing the story kept changing and shape shifting and there are all these like you know where where is it headed um but i mean jamie put put in the the work dude did so many edits um but we met, uh, this is a great example of like, sometimes you think you're doing something that's a dead end, um, but it is progress. Like Jamie and I like did a music video together for a song that I worked on in Nashville. Like, awesome. I think the video got like 300 views on YouTube. <laughs> that's um, amazing. No way. But I dude. like working with them, right? And right. that relationship was there. So I was like, who could I hit up that'll like be willing to like, go on this trip with me because I mean, it got to a point where he was like, bro, I'm into this. I'll work on this like free. Um, oh, wow. That, that's awesome. And, and it became our project, right? right. It became um, this thing that we went on together. Um, and so, yeah, just and a good example of like, you know, when we did that video, I'm like, oh, whatever. I hate music videos. It was like, this isn't, you know, it didn't really go anywhere, but like, 
I had the experience of working with him and was able to tap into that when, for when I really needed him for, for the real project or whatever. Right. You know? Right. So, so like, that's, that's awesome, dude. And just again, that, that again, I say it's all about your self-awareness, self-aware enough to know that you clicked with that dude, no matter what the reception was of the product. Right. And you knew that yeah. this was a journey you needed to take with someone who was going to be, I don't know if anyone could be as passionate about it as you, but at least like be on the, some similar type of the same wavelength as you for sure. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah, you alluded to it a little bit before though, that like Binley hardware company was a, a, a legitimate, I don't want to call it a storefront cause it was much more than that. Yeah. But like, yeah. And, and it was the warehouse, like before there were, before there was Lowe's and Home Depot, uh, there were these regional, um, uh, businesses that, that did a lot of, um, a lot of commerce that was like, you know, the Walmart that people go and shopping, but also like shipping to, um, you know, the big, like Carnegie and Frick made industrial steel, but they needed bolts and washers and, and stuff like that. Right. And so, um, yeah, it was pre-World War One um, that it began and, and ended fairly quickly. Uh, and the, the trail kind of goes cold. And yep. the, the story is really me finding meaning in the visual aspects and the aesthetic of hardware and the poetic meaning um, uh, and how it sort of informed me in the reimagining. Like, you know, the shirt you're wearing right now is, is stolen directly from the catalog. Yep. Uh, nice. You know, oh, look at sad. that razor. Like, would it, you know. And, and it, dude, so yeah. I don't want to cut you, but no, like you alluded to the poetic part and that I love the opening and it's not, it's more than the opening. It's like a big theme is your relationship with Sam and, and his poem that again, the title of it right now is escaping, escaping my, it, yeah. in the hardware it's store. The best, yeah. It's yeah. called the best place to be in America on Saturdays. And it's all about browsing a hardware store and thinking about, you know, uh, there's no junk on a tool. It exists for a purpose and the purpose defines its shape. So like whether you're a painter making cool. something like Eli, like you see something you're like, that's unnecessary, right? I don't need that. Give me the purest form of what I need to, to have the impact I want to have. And sort of just the whole philosophy of like, um, being useful, being, um, shaped for a purpose, um, without getting too like religious or spiritual. I mean, what more, that's what we're trying to do. That's what we've been talking about is, is who we are and, and how life shapes us or how, what we were born to be and where that all collides in a very short span. And I think the big thing for me was realizing like, so this dude was like super famous of in his day, super wealthy, um, the name just got passed down because it was like, whatever, that's my name. And, but no, I didn't know anything. There's no Benley street. Right. There's no, uh, like these yeah. things are all around us. Right. Um, and I had no idea about any of it. It's totally forgotten. So I felt a duty to like dig this up and be like, Hey, and check it out. I got this cool little country band right. too. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't be afraid to like and subscribe. What's the runtime? What's that? What's the runtime on the dock? Uh, it's 28 minutes. Nice. Dude, what, my Bro, we had a cut. We had a cut that was like 90 minutes. Yeah. No way. No yeah. way. It, oh, what made you cut it down? Cut the hour out? Like, well, we started realizing like, okay, even if this is interesting, like be good and be gone. Right. Yep. Even want more. We had a, Then we had it down to an hour cut. We sat down with the producers at QED. They were like, we'll give you a half hour. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. And then we had a better movie because of it. Like, right. Adapt and, and that's cool. working out. Yeah. yeah. And again, that's I, a sick, that's an awesome thing. So I, you sat down the produce, how, how, um, 
unfamiliar was that situation to you? Were you like uh, confident in the producer very negotiations or were you like, like chilling? Yeah, very familiar when it comes to music, right? Like I can be in the studio, like I know what we're talking about, but like it was one of those things where these are people that like do it every day, right? And I was a total amateur filmmaker and sort of um, to see, to like have them sit there and be like, oh, you got to do this here. You got to, everything they said, I was like, Duh, of course you would do that. <laughs> right. It was, always seemed so obvious. So yeah. like fresh eyes and trained eyes were really important at that stage to just be like, it was like, oh, of course. Like these dudes like see it right away. Like, quick quick question. That's interesting. Do you, uh, along the lines of like fresh eyes, when you like make songs, um, how much do you let other people be like, do you show people stuff before you finish it? Do you, uh, do you work in secret? Because uh, I so know that I had, it matters. I, I have had songs where I'm like, nope, that was it. I know we got it. One take. Don't talk to me. Get away from me. <laughs> yeah. This is it. Because I've been, I've had the experience. Like I've been doing it long enough where like I've spent 500 hours on one song, and I've spent, you know, five hours. And some sometimes a five hour song is better. Sometimes you will pick something apart until. That's like the pressure you have of like a client that's like, I need this by this date. You're done when you're done because you don't have a choice, right? Sometimes I envy that because you need that pressure to like, um, to be like, no, this is it. Like you gotta, you gotta do it and then not overdo it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I do rely a lot on people for listening to mixes and stuff like that though. Um, close friends, people like, um, I'm sending shit out. I'm like, what do you think of this? You know, it's like, I almost like that part of it more because like you're getting the opinions of like people your peers that you admire and respect and they're like oh you killed this or i love the mix or you know you really get like the feedback that you crave yeah and it's Um, almost like you pick those people for it's like the people you want it's almost as if those are the only people it fucking matters for to hear (laughs) you know like you wouldn't have sent it to them yeah and the people you aren't sent it to you don't even really care if they see it or not and it comes back to like yeah i'm cutting up and whatever and as a third grader but like i'm really trying to impress like Nick, Danny. Yeah, 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 dude, that's so. All right, oh, I'm gonna have to think about that for like an hour later tonight. Just that yeah, idea yeah. of like, that's actually what's happening. Well, dude, yeah. I mean, who's your audience? Your audience are it's you like know, the your... four people you would text it to, and it's the yeah, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then if other people like it, the sweet. Dude, I yeah. still never forget. It's on such a smaller scale, but like the greatest feeling I've ever had from the podcast is when we dropped the first episode right before quarantine. It was like one of the last weekends you. Travel. I went to a bachelor party in Scottsdale. I flew out on. We struck the show on Wednesday, right? Season one and two. Flew out on a Wednesday. Uh, got on the plane. Sent out like to like ten or fifteen of my buddies. Like the episode. Put my phone on airplane mode and flew from Pittsburgh straight to Scottsdale. And out just like that whole couple hours. I was just like, oh man, oh man, bro. Threw my phone on and like had a couple messages. It was like as much as I want to hate this, I laughed a few times and it's not terrible. And you're just like, like that's still like the greatest like. Like, like we've been lucky enough to have like a couple live events people come up to you like whatever say that they love the show or people write in all the time which is like the best part but like that just little police like, officers stop you and ask you if your neighbor next yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah 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 but no man just like like you said john that's like what you it's it's still just chasing that feeling of like making your homies proud like i think that's what it was, like right. make them laugh make them 
whatever. But like the like, if your boys can go to like their other circles and just be like, "Yo, dude, check my homie out!" Like that is the biggest. That you say you want to win a Grammy, dude. I want my boys to get people to listen to ACDT. Like, like you know, yes. like. And I just I think that's just like back to the thing too of like where we come from, dude. It's like a in Pittsburgh in general, like CV, like Cranberry, like whatever is just like that wanting to like make people from where you're from proud, dude. More so than yeah. like making yourself like like make it at least yeah. at least like for me. Like as soon as you guys started doing these shows, I'm like, oh, this is great. This yeah, is yeah, great. Like, dude, love dude, this. dude. Like, and you've been interacting yeah. on Twitter and stuff, but like, no, I mean, we could go in for a whole nother hour. I feel like on the documentary, the last thing I wanted to say about it, and then like like you were saying, John, sometimes you got to know when to get in and get out and just give right, people right. what they need, baby. But um, the last thing, John, I want to see how you feel about this is I want people because like you said, it's definitely going to come out again. It wasn't just a one time thing. So I'm like trying to balance the line of not giving away too much, but your, your story takes you all the way down to Florida, which I think is awesome. And one thing that I really got from that is um, the fact that you, so Florida in John Binley had basically an estate that he retired to in Florida that without giving too much away was supposed to be meant for his daughter as kind of one of his daughters as daughter niece as a place of as yep. like rescue. She had health problems kind of her whole life. She ended up passing away before she able to move in there. And then it ended up kind of having an awesome full circle story of what that building end up and is used for now. Like, I don't want to give it away for people. I hope if, if you want to tell people, feel free. But I yeah, think we can, we can talk yeah. about it. It's basically it's, it's reimagined to be a, a school for girls. Uh, it's like a, a Catholic school where, yeah, it's I think it's a boarding school, too. And it's a very, you know, re- successful and uh, renowned place and i mean the the property is like beautiful it's ridiculous uh i can't believe that was someone's house Dude, it looked like a scene from grand theft auto san andreas back in the <laughs> yeah. day like like the boss's house where you go up and run up in there dude it was like pink everything the pool outside like i was dying laughing yeah. dude but it's uh, that same thing is just like you know i mean what do we leave behind and uh if we put some momentum behind it it might not turn out the way we envisioned it but there's definitely some momentum behind it and who knows, you know, and that was we a huge thing. We don't always for, get to see where it goes, but that was a huge thing that I took away from it. Call it fate, call it a higher being, like the things we've alluded to today, whatever you want, dude. Like the fact that you didn't know what that story was and it ended up having that full circle ending is just like resonated so much for me. Like you were meant to figure out this story, right? Like that's kind of what the whole documentary sums up to be is like you start as a five minute thing, you get more interested. Now you're just interested in your history. And it's just like this story needed to be told, dude. And like it has like, like a storybook ending for like lack of a better term you know what I mean and just like the way that it ties up really for me it was like fuck man like John's been put on this earth to do a few things but like tell this story right here like have it end like this dude it was just like like it blew my mind like I was watching I've seen it before I watched it again last night with Skater Rob because he's been jumping on with us here in season three wanted to have like some reference to it but I'm like bro I like I, no offense I just had such a different vibe the second time I'm like it hit me like a ton of bricks dude it's just like this story could only be told from John from this point of view and like it only makes sense that it just like ended like so poetically like you know what I mean and just like it was it was awesome man and and I Thanks, it, it means it, a lot it means a lot it's awesome that you put it out there and and we're that I'm a true believer in that man of just like that like those two energies meeting, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and coming out. So. I, I can't wait to watch it. So can you, you're putting it in like uh, competitions or whatever, but the, yeah, we're going to take uh, it to some, to some film festivals and yeah. see, see what happens. Are there any uh, rules to, you know, like showing it? It's on, yeah, it's you, been on QED. Like, 
you can't like drop it on a public platform yeah. until after festival. But I'll send you a link if you want to oh, watch. Okay, it. I'm on the on inside. DVR That's great. On the computer, so yeah, yeah. But you, I got yeah. the plug. You want the plug? Yeah, you don't want me. Straight yeah, to the, okay. no. I'm going straight to the source, bro. Yeah. Don't step on it. Oh, John, seriously, man, this is like this has felt like uh, even with two takes, it's felt like 25 minutes, man. We've been on here for like know, like dude. it's been awesome, dude. I knew that this was going to be such a fun conversation. I'm so glad that you jumped on, but. We've kind of been asking everybody that's in your shoes or jumping on and joining us talking about being creative, kind of like the same last question. It's almost like the theme of these interviews we kind of stumbled upon in season two when we first talked to uh, freaking uh, who's our first guest pick. Uh, yeah, Sam yeah, Leonard. yeah, Sam Leonard. And um, is it a beat or beat those cheeks? We, we did, it's not a beat or beat those cheeks, but if you, we do have one beat or beat those cheeks for you. If you if you want to have a little fun before we'll we do get, that, we'll do the beat or beat those cheeks after. after. All right. All right. So, so um, <laughs> a lot of things that have come out from this show that like that we like uh, Skater Rob and I a little bit different than you like we kind of have our day jobs that we put most of our energy into but it's really important for us to have this creative outlook or creative outlet excuse me and we think that a lot of people in the world have creative ability creative itch kind of like whatever you want to call it that for a multitude of reasons they're kind of like scared to go in and dive or they try a few different lanes and maybe those don't work out and they're like oh man that's it i don't know what to do now excuse me sorry i'm hiccuping a little bit but i think the main reason that a lot of people don't put it out there is because kind of what we were alluding to before their either main goal is that success that famous that that reception or they're really worried about what people are going to say about them kind of putting themselves out there outside of that box so you've been a creative for shit man i'll say your whole life but like really concentrated for like almost two decades now like what would you say to people whose only real reservation of not putting out their creative stuff is this reservation of pe caring about what people think and what's your experience with that? Man. Uh, yeah. I mean, the short answer is like, is forget those people. Right. Mm -hmm. But, but also like just to think about, um, the first, the first steps, like, uh, I mean, and, and being, being willing to fail. Uh, like I know that I got on stage with a guitar before I had any business doing so like cannot believe that I would do that knowing as little as I did uh, be. And I was willing to embarrass myself because I, I don't know. I had, I felt like I had to do it. And so I think we all reach a point in our lives probably where like, you know, what are your have tos to like survive? And I think there is a, a something in all of us that beyond like, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of like food, water, security, but like after that, like, what do you, what are you after? Um, and try to, try to bring that. Um, it sounds really like kind of out there, but I think, um, you know, creativity is not something that like starts starts and stops. Like, um, I've been not creative probably more days than I've been creative, uh, for sure. Uh, mm -hmm. it, you don't have to like, you know, you wake up one day and you write something down, you write, write in your journal. And like, that's the success, um, decide if it's good later, but like doing it is really, I mean, it's a cliche for a reason. Like yep. just doing it is the hardest part. Decide if it's good later. Shut that critical part of your brain off because you're going to need it. But like just do it first and then 
you know, Nike, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I mean, that's, that, that's the first thing swipe from out. <laughs> yeah, 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 swipe up, swipe up. Dude, that's awesome, man. That, that's beautiful. I love asking that question because we get a lot of different answers. And I think that that's the furthest thing. You were, you were worried it's a little out there. I don't think that was out there at all. Skater Robin actually were having a very similar conversation to that before we turned the mics on tonight. So, um, all right, man, I got two quick leader beat those cheeks. I'll just throw to you if you want them. I got two uh, quick ones. I so. really came on the show. For all right, right. All right. So, I, I feel like every Everybody, like BRB, those cheeks is the. It, I don't know, man. It's if you're on the show, you have to be beating cheeks. I get so, or not beating cheeks. I get so engrossed in these conversations and getting to know John or the anybody's or just like more about their journey that I like. You forget, I forget about people beating cheeks. The show, dude. Like, I'm like, yeah, what if you beat cheeks? So I've never had right. an interview do that to me. This one. <laughs> All right, this one we were talking about earlier on the show. John, have you ever had Jets pizza? Yes, it was big in the South. Oh, my God. All right. So this is absolutely uh, nice. divine intervention. So quick synopsis. <laughs> you haven't listened to the app yet. Eli texted me this week and said, dude, I had Jets pizza last night for the first time. It's my favorite pizza in Pittsburgh. It was an unsolicited hot take to the point where I demanded that he come on the microphone before your interview and defend it. I had never tried Jets pizza. Skater Rob never tried Jets pizza. We had a live taste on air right before your interview. And oh, Skater wow. Rob and I were pleasantly surprised. Not ready to call it our favorite pizza in Pittsburgh, but we definitely squarely beating the cheeks of it so i'll toss it to you everyone kind of knows our opinion already jets pizza oh, yeah yeah oh i will um so the pizza in nashville sucks like okay the barbecue down there is really good and right the pizza sucks which is like the reverse of here like the barbecue in pittsburgh sucks the pizza is really good yep the best pizza in nashville was jets no way dude dude i said and it I was had- I, I mean, thought it was going to be a terrible chain pizza, and it was like better than any chain pizza like I ever had. That's that's interesting. Eat those peaks for sure. Not willing to say that it's my. I had a Fiori's last night. That's my jam. Fiori's yeah. my jam yeah. forever. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, Jets, yeah. Jets is up there. Yeah, I again, I didn't say. I said it might be the best. And here's my thing. Oh, I prefaced it also by saying like John on the East End Crusaders. I man, also back in, back no, in seven I, on seven drills. He like. he did he like. Here's the thing. He didn't mention. I prefaced my take with, I love Furies, Beatas, Ayellos. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. I, it's yeah, hard yeah. to say Jets chain pizza is better than those. <laughs> I'm just saying that was the first pizza. Like it's it's up there. I think it well, just, it did something for you. It hit you in the right. It's, it's unbelievable. I did say the the downside of it though, unlike those other ones, is that it has that chain pizza sickness oh, yeah. after. It's like McDonald, yeah. like the McDonald's sickness. It's like that. It just sits like right. Yeah, here, it's not like, like right a here. it's not like a homemade pizza where it's like kind of kind of okay. This is it's gonna kill you. <laughs> Oh yeah. man! Well, uh, I love it. Do you I love remember it. Jets nightclub, by the way. Do you remember <laughs> yes, that? dude. That's what I've been thinking about the whole time, and I was a hundred percent way Where was too self conscious. The rocks? Was it in the rocks? Jets, Jets, Jets. It was an under eighteen. <laughs> what was the other one in the strip? The one in the John? strip is the one I remember. Club Zoo, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. We had some. Phone night, bro. Phone night at Club if Zoo. I had a dollar for every time I ran into you at Club Zoo and I didn't know you were gonna be there, oh my god, dude! It was. On the it was scary down there. Bro, they had the host spotlight, bro. There were girls down there who would be like 15, 16 years old. These dudes working there with just a giant spotlight shining it on these girls like twerking, dude. I was like, what are we doing out here? Like, <laughs> I don't remember. I don't think we were old enough quite to go to Jets, but I just remember being in the car 
And when the Jets, I would in the car with my mom, and when the Jets commercial would come on, like I was uncomfortable. Like it was like oh, two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, that's just my, like romp and roll, like Jets. over in Shaler. Yeah. Like, oh, all right. So, all right, let's do it. Speaking of Shaler, let's do the last one. John, we alluded to this a little bit at the show. You are a phenomenal follower on Twitter. Just uh, not only, uh, not only Yinzer, uh, informative, but just content and like you put great yoga. videos. Like, I loved your Yinzer yoga. Yeah, exactly. Yinzer Yoga Big was fan. awesome. You were rapping on no, there during dead. quarantine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we were saying you are not afraid to give a, a hot take or, or really get really let it fly out there. We were saying you were going in on turkey ball players. You were going in on on some event planners in the city. A number one thing I always see you comment on is you're newly not newly, but since in my eyes, your new transition to the suburbs, right? Like you're 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 a city kid, dude. Like you're uh, yeah. Greenfield, Forest Hills, but you were always running. You're a cement guy, right? Like you're, this yeah. new this new landscape of the suburbs. I always see you tweeting about the garbage men or somebody cutting their lawn too early or just like people just just not following the neighbor code, which I have to be on top of. So I need to know, <laughs> beat or beat those cheeks from you, and you can take this anywhere you want. Living in the suburbs. So well, yo, I'm actually I'm in the city. I'm in Morningside. I'm right near the zoo, dude. I thought you were in Aspenwall. No, we oh, so I had an apartment there a couple years ago. Oh, but, dude, uh, see, I'm way behind. Uh, yeah. I thought you were still in Aspenwall. Okay, all right, so this is even better. Like, it was kind of like Nashville, and then you came back to Pittsburgh, so you, you went out to the Burbs, <laughs> or what I consider the Burbs, 28, five yeah, minutes down to, the road. You went to Aspenwall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and to Morningside. There's a mall there, dude. That's the suburbs. <laughs> like, yeah, so, um, but, yeah, uh, yeah, so I just, I don't know, however you want to take it. Living in the suburbs, Twitter, just, you're, I love it. I loved your take on, on people just acting yeah. a fool neighbors i like i romanticize the idea of having all this space and like some chickens or something <laughs> yeah. i don't know yeah. but but i think actually what would happen is i'd get out there and i'd be like oh shit there's nobody out here at all there's like all this space but yeah especially in quarantine man like neighbors are out of control man. <laughs> can you can you give the people just some of your your number one neighbor pet peeves okay uh, this is a really specific one <laughs> yeah. and i love my I'll preface this by saying, like, I love, they're great neighbors. So if yes, you're yeah, 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 show. Fair, strong. Don't want to not get invited to the, to the barbecue. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. he's listening to the show, I love you. But, like, my dude can't go to the gym, right? Yep. And he is, he's, like, jacked. Dude, we live next to a CrossFit. I feel like you're going to say the same thing that's happening on we next to us. We are powerlifting for like two. Uh, when he drops that shit, the whole house shakes. I got a sleeping baby. I'm like, dude, please. Dude, they are doing hang cleans with full 45-pound <laughs> weights in the parking lot of our of our apartment building right now because there's a CrossFit next door. It's 27 degrees. Sounds like a degrees fucking tonight. artillery show. Just <laughs> <get the fucking laughs> dude, I will never forget the first night I saw people out there doing that. Me and Skater Rob, like, we're walking to Rite Aid, dude. And I was like, do you hear like – just some music bumping and like we live next to the storage unit that people actually use as like practice spaces for bands or like little uh, like music recording studios side? yeah we're right in the brew house on 21st and Jane Street oh yeah so. bro I've been to that store express I've oh. played many yes dude many band dude, I love there. it I actually saw a kid I coached high school basketball for way back he was driving there smoking a blunt going to make beats he's like I'm going to do a rap studio he literally talked like that I was like Sika what are you doing dude like, like it was a, um, but uh, yeah just the, the outdoor lifting has been a uh a shock to me to say the least so all right other than other than the quarantine lifting anything else that that really grinds your gears as a or like maybe some tips to be a better neighbor maybe people don't even people realize with dogs people <laughs> with dogs like i love dogs dude i do i'm a dog lover people are out of control with the dogs 
Pick up your dog just, shit. Like, just pick it up. Like, is it the barking yeah, just, or like, the, the dog, dog, just dog the barking shitting? And there's the, there's the nonsense with the dog. That Get sounds dog. like a man who's being kept up by a newborn right there. Doesn't yeah. need to also be kept up by, by a dog. So, yeah. 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 Uh, dude, I think, I mean, well, that's all I got for B2B. Yeah, in yeah. like five years, it'd be like the number one thing people driving through the neighborhood too <laughs> fast. Yeah. Playing that damn Binley music too loud. Like, yeah. That would be my next thing with people driving down the streets. Like, fast. all these. Inappropriate nightclub commercials on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're gonna yeah. every you're, you're, John. Jet. You're gonna call. Yeah. The cops. <laughs> John will call the cops on the just the kids trying to make the local jackass yeah. video. Like it's so, yeah. it, it, it's obvious. Yeah. All your yep. Uh, John, seriously, man, this was amazing, dude. Uh, you now have what I call the top shelf Tom privilege, which is anytime you'd like to come back, we'd love to have you, man. Like I don't oh, know, like dude. And I, I'm dead serious, man. If you that. if you would ever have the anybody's at a honky tonk, we'd love the we'd love to slide through there man and uh and just see what it's all Bring about the sardines. good times pump fill it up absolutely man i mean in this podcast it's it's a strong indication of uh or a reaffirmation of what i already knew which is that when uh when shit gets a little more safe like we got to hang out guys Dude. i love talking with oh, you yeah. i love yeah. i love what you're doing i would love to to kick it have some beers and uh and do this uh whether it's on the mic or off the mic just hang you guys you are awesome you firing the honky tonk back up when it's when it's all clear? Yeah. Oh hell yeah! All right. we'll be there. I'll be on the look. Dude. Well, so well, I want to see you with the pearl snaps, Eli. I want to see you with the <laughs> yeah, yeah, your bolo tie. Oh my god, my right. man, Brad in a bolo. Oh. Dude, John looks like he he straight looks like Johnny Cash is like cool. Oh, I this didn't know there was an outfit. There's oh, an bro, outfit. If, you're, if you're not wearing boots, my dad wears. Oh, I, I'm a huge like wear the you know dress yeah. dress the uh, role. And wear soccer role. cleats to play basketball. So, um, all right, well, oh, yeah. John, thank you so much. Uh, we'll see you next week and uh, fuck Home Depot. So, thank you. Be on the internet. We the best in the area Looking at them monsters to the right They scary, huh? That's right, I'm with my dogs like a terrier Put you on your back like James Ferrier Girl, I wanna marry ya Stay at your crib like a Mary I, You dudes is fruity like an apricot My monkey business is what I'm about But an ape I'm not I twist my story up, escape the plot John on the page is hot Twist my laces up in double knots Watch me run from cops Dip out like dipping dots Posted in the parking lot Her word against his Jay Her murdered this shit You ain't heard of it, bitch uh, I'm always running like Ralph Nader Get on my cheese on the grind like the grater Malcolm and John ain't nobody greater A plus Here's your grade, sir I'm working like in offices, acknowledge it, I slaughter shit Me and her were about to murder this, my turn to spit, learn to quit Up on the corner 
like I'm working it, I'm serving hits Cursing verses, what my purpose is If you ain't from my shit, then your ass will get converted quick I'm the Jewish Lennox Lewis, yeah, I like to fight A cut for 50 bar mark, yeah, the price is right I spit that gas, if you bring the light, I might ignite That's why I keep a bucket of water next to the mic